All right, welcome back to They Said I'm Funny. Uh, this is Adam and my co-host... Justin Marino. All right, and we are here with the chums of Central Texas the, Comedy. <laughs> the chums official. The chums the official. The CEOs and the CFO of the we chums official. The O's of comedy, Fernando and Angelo. And they're... Um, the chums kind of had a childish Gambino origin story. His... Uh, his rap name was uh, like a rap name generator that oh. he just kept. Like oh. And I think it Post was... Post Malone's a, was uh, auto yeah, generator. No kidding? Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, There's an interview where Gambino was saying that like it was like a Wu-Tang rap name generator. And he's like, oh, I like it. Nice. I'll keep it. Nice. Yeah. Did y'all get out of that escape room? Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, we've actually... We went back. We're still in it right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got to go back to my VR headset. <laughs> I can't do anything else state. on my VR headset. Until <laughs> yeah, I but uh, we went. We did like the easiest one. They they recommended like do, start off with the easiest one. We did that one. The one off Stan Schluter? No, it's, it's in uh, Round Rock. It's in Round okay, Rock. Gotcha. So we did the easy one, like piece of cake, and then last yeah. week on New Year's Eve we went back to do the hardest one that they have. Oh, okay. <laughs> our second time. Okay. And we, we went beat from it. beginner to we beat it, but we had like twelve <laughs> seconds to spare because you're oh, on wow. a time limit. Yeah, it was rough. But uh, yeah, no, was, that's impressive. It was. It's pretty fun, though. Yeah, I, and and I want. I I've done escape rooms, but I've always been curious about the VR ones. But they're yeah. they're pretty fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's really fun. Was, was there, is there like jump scares incorporated in that? There's scary. I, ones. They have a scary one available, or two scary ones. But we did. Uh, we did like the last one. We did the hard one is like a cyberpunk based one. Oh, that's cool. It's cool because you could do like all types of random. Yeah. Stuff that you can't do like in real life. All right, I'll text you. What's the name of that place? Is. Okay. Oh, we should shout it out. We shout out. Yeah, shout it out. Okay. VR. What is it? VR. Metropolis. Metropolis. VR. That's Metropolis. Metropolis. Rock, VR. Texas. If you're in in that area, awesome place. Uh, two star. Two stars up from the chums of stand up comedy. <laughs> All right. So uh, if you listened last week, we kind of hinted at what we were going to do this week. Um, there was an incident, it, and the, <laughs> we'll call it an the incident. Way, the way we're joking yeah. around about it makes it seem a lot worse than it really is. Yeah. But Angelo has a joke that uh, where he did the. I won't tell he, his joke for yeah, him. There's accidental racist racism in his joke. Accidental racism allegedly in his joke. <laughs> and uh, a couple of weeks ago, he was uh, heavily intoxicated or moderately intoxicated. Uh, Moderately, it and, wasn't, uh, yeah, I wasn't. I still drove. It, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I drove home. <laughs> it was a, it was a good crowd, and and he kind of was was playing along with that theme, and and there was a uh, some interaction with some of our uh, African American comedy friends, and and uh, some jokes about uh, the N word, um, and so uh, it was not. Said. I've never said it. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah, on yeah. stage. Yeah, that, <laughs> is, that is important. Yeah. That is and important to... Uh, <laughs> you may have, if, if you're only say one of my Facebook on. friends or Instagram followers, you may have seen the meme I made with Gary's face on it, which is funny because Gary had nothing to... I mean, he, <laughs> he was in the audience, but it, yeah. uh, I still put his face on it because it's it's, yeah. it's a, a lovable little cute yeah. face, meth face, but... Um, <laughs> so we decided uh, because of that situation and it, it to talk about uh, especially for a new comic when and how you should try to push the edge on jokes and not just racial material, but you know, uh, it could know. be, yeah, it could be raunchy. Yeah. It could, yeah, uh-huh. it could be, uh, you know, being dirty, dirty uh, yeah. blue jokes, um, you know, talking about mental health. Like, um, I don't know. You don't really yeah. have any, you do have, so there is one joke that you where you kind of go to the edge. The uh, what is that place here in Waco? Betty and Bo's. Or? Oh yeah, Betty and Bo's. So he he tells a joke. This is a place that hires. I think that do they, it's all Down syndrome or is it just various it's just disabilities? Needs. So uh, I don't a, a white right the rainbow a rainbow of disabilities. <laughs> I don't know. Do you it like might making them selling coffee? Yeah. But uh, <laughs> they it's a uh, a coffee shop. I uh, I don't know if it's a chain or just in Waco. It's a chain. Yeah. Uh, that they go out of their way to hire uh, disabled individuals to run the shop. And your joke is that you're, you're, you're about to say, or you hint that your wife's going to say the R word and everybody's like, Hmm, y'all heard that one. I have not. I don't think I've heard you do that yeah. one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he was getting there and then, uh, but I was like, I don't yeah. know whose bright idea it was to like mix the kindest people in the world with the most irritable people in the world that need their coffee <laughs> but i know my wife's about to say the r word so i start backing up because i don't want to be associated <laughs> with her in this moment 
And she looks at that poor kid with Down syndrome right in the face and says, I want a refund. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and so I think <laughs> that's pretty good. That's good. But I don't yeah. think that R word's strong enough. I want to, I do want to write workshop and we could do that now, whatever. But, um, I don't know if or there's you're a refund is not strong. Right, enough. right, right. Uh, and I, I thought you meant the original R word is not strong. Oh, yeah, it's plenty strong. <laughs> we need something worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's but, um, one of those words. I, you're, yeah. you're in between me and the ch- the chums of CTX comedy yeah. and age. And I think even when you were younger, it was a little more acceptable to mm. say that word. Yeah. And yeah. so, but, and I think like not to reference like Louis CK, like verbatim, but like, that's what it meant. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah just yeah, being yeah. slow and uh-huh. it but wasn't, it wasn't yeah. like an insult to some, like yeah. a, gr- a group of people. Like that's not yeah. what I'm, that's not where I'm trying to go with. Yeah. It. And I, I don't know what, word besides refund because that fits the yeah it fits the joke and and we, because you have a little bit of a build-up it's not like the yeah, whole five yeah, minutes yeah. is building up to that one joke but uh-huh. it, i i like it i don't i don't know okay. um that's what that's all yeah. i needed i just need yeah. some positive affirmations from, from time to time that is good that's clever i guess you could go like she says like this is ridiculous oh okay yeah but yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Kind of like an, a rule of three type of thing yeah. where you, you uh, at I minimum keep, three, yeah, like I this is ridiculous. Think, yeah. And then you're like, oh, no, not now she's going to pull out the R word and yeah. then say, uh, you know, like, yeah. 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 That, yeah. Okay. that could like work. That. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks, Angela. Yeah. No problem. Thanks, Chums. Of, see, no problem, Mr. Moreno. Chums. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> we said we weren't going to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> you might, that, that's not going to sound. I know. Right. We have to clarify it. You don't have to, but it, I'm just letting you know that's going to sound weird that he's calling yeah. you that. Yeah. yeah. He likes to. Okay. Yeah. I think it's funny. I yeah. think it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I think it's funny if we don't explain and we've made it this thing and okay. it's awkward and we yeah. don't say why for like a decade he's called you Mr. Moreno. <laughs> yeah, let's, <laughs> just not, let's just not explain. Okay. Yeah. 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 Moving explain. on. All right. So I think... Okay, Mr. Moreno. <laughs> <laughs> Fernando, I've only seen you perform, I think, the one time... Was it the, I probably, I don't I know. I think because I was out of stand up for a couple of months and I don't remember anything super like edgy or, or pushing the limits. So my very first set, I had a joke that I haven't done since the first one. And I have a joke about, I, I said I couldn't do 23 and me cause I'm 21. And then, um, I said, I found a guy off Craigslist who can do my DNA test and see what my ancestry is. And I said, he, all he had was a centrifuge and he told me to put sperm in it, in the in the test tube. And I said, it, the centrifuge spun it out and it it split up my sperm by race. I said, I'm, I knew I was like 5% black because it drowned, the very bottom drowned. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just said, I knew like I was 30% Asian because they kept crashing into each other. <laughs> <laughs> And then I said the majority was Mexican, and I said they had a little mustaches, but I haven't, I haven't done that one since. So I, I think that's I like a good that. one. Yeah, and I think that it, one you yeah. just need to write because yeah. I remember when you did that. I was rambling. You're, yeah, it was bad. It, like, oh, okay. I just because he told me before he was doing it, so I was like, okay, this, like this makes sense. Yeah, this will work. Mm-hmm. But I just never to did people it. that are there to see you do yeah, a joke, yeah. it was like I didn't set it up. Yeah, it was all over the place. No, I like that, and I think you I could. Like even go beyond like like we talked about with the R word, a rule of three type thing. Because I think in that situation, going up more than three would be overkill. No, yeah, that's but perfect. That, I yeah. think yours, yeah. I think you could go beyond three. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would say at minimum three, but if you can make it funny enough, yeah, I think more you could, stereotypes you know, yeah. of various. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I had another stereotype one where it said uh, I knew I was my. So my sister told me that my mitochondria was Asian, that our mitochondria was Asian. But I was like, what type of Asian? Is it like Middle Eastern, the bomb factory of the cell? Or maybe it's like Chinese, the sweat factory or the sweatshop of the cell. And I said, or maybe I'm Indian and it's like the 7-Eleven of the cell. <laughs> but I haven't done that one either. Okay. But. Yeah. And I, so I think everything so far, now we can go into Angelo's joke <laughs> next, but I think everything so far is, I think people would have like want to get offended. You're right. You yeah. know, especially your joke that makes sense. I think yours, Fernando, your jokes are because they're the stereotypes. 
I think maybe if somebody is easily offended, yeah. they, it may be easier. Yours, I think, um, is more misdirection than, yeah. than like playing mm-hmm. on stereotypes or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I, I think My you are pushing boys. some edges. Yeah. Racist. So do you, do you want to <laughs> tell the joke or just kind of give a synopsis? You don't have to tell the exact joke if you don't want to, just kind of, uh, yeah, I could just tell it. Yeah. You said there's like seven. They probably all already heard it. So, <laughs> yeah, because I'm pretty sure other I've, if your mom actually listens or not, but I don't think there's. I think it's just the. <laughs> I just tell her to turn it on and then mute and it, a couple and then go to yeah. sleep and put it on repeat. There's like <laughs> me, you. That's why me, Justin, Chelsea, and who whatever comic is that week's guest yeah, or the four yeah, yeah. people that listen every week. So we week got two listens yeah. here. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the joke. Go well. There's like two parts of it. I like to build it up with the whole. I think everyone in here has said the N word in private at least, and uh, I'll usually pick like the whitest looking dude and be like, "You look like you've said it, but like not in songs." And then that usually gets a couple of laughs. And then I go into the whole. Uh, I ask if anyone's ever been to a gun show before. Usually some claps or whatever, and I'll be like, "Yeah, gun shows are weird. They sell all types of stuff." Anyways, I saw a shirt at a gun show one time, and it said African Lion on the front with a big picture of a lion. I thought it was badass, so I bought it. We're out in town. I'm getting weird looks all day, and someone confronts me about being a racist, and I'm like, what are you talking about? He tells me it's my shirt, so I take it off when I get home, and I turn it around. It says African Lion on the front, big picture of a lion. I turn it around. It says Lying African, and there's a picture of Obama on the back, and that one time didn't get any laughs i got booed <laughs> but then when i say that i still wear the shirt people usually laugh yeah yeah but yeah th- so that that night um it i mean it wasn't like last week was kind of a dead crowd but the week before that it was a decent crowd mm-hmm. um but to me what made it funny and it, we say it was like but yeah we don't we joke about the boo. racism and all that stuff yeah. it was it was one of those nights where the the comics, especially uh, Philly, he likes to talk, you know, joke around with the crowd. Whenever you do crowd work and you're on stage, if Philly's in the room, he's gonna make a comment or whatever. And so we were giving you a hard time, but it it was a it's a funny joke. Um, I don't know where I was going with this. But, no, uh, also take yeah. the, the take the you keep referencing. It just the scares boo. me. It's scared like. Because I'm like, I don't know if someone's like actually mad yeah. about this. Because I don't know. Sometimes it could be. No, you keep referencing the boo, but I, I think definitely take it with a grain of salt because it probably came from one of the comedians. That is possible. I don't know yeah. where it came from, but it there was one black gentleman in that general direction that I think it came from. I, he was I pretty quiet. Correctly. The one with his wife at the bar. Yeah, they were they were pretty quiet. I didn't know if he booed me or not. I know that. Um, I felt bad. I saw him getting Bernard was, uh, uncomfortable, but I don't think he <laughs> Bernard was there, and I I think it might have been Bernard or Pierre, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And if it was, if that was the case, they're being silly, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, maybe just don't do your sets in yeah. blackface, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably that. Is it? That is it, a, well, it's probably because you I was wearing that? the African Lion T-shirt. Didn't you follow yeah. that backwards? Up? With it, didn't don't you have a blackface bit? Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, so with the the whole yeah, I think you kind of just dug the n word. Yeah, the whole n word <laughs> joke. Uh, I say things could be a lot worse, you know. Like we could be there could be people doing blackface in private, and that one I feel like needs some work. I think it's a hilarious concept to run into someone in the bathroom just blackface. <laughs> like, hey, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, like <laughs> like what's what's what? I don't necessarily know if I have like a specific joke to bring up, but I've done, I've pushed the limits politically. I've, I've done like five minute sets about Jesus. I've, you know, I've, I've tried to push the edge. Yeah. As far and as the a, locale goes, yeah. I would say that's definitely edgy. Like anything anti-religious or even, even if, even if you're referencing Jesus in a funny way, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you're gonna, you're gonna hear them hold their breath. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, an important lesson because the podcast, the whole point of it is is for good lord, is for beginning comics. Is that um, when I first started doing stand up, there were I heard a lot of people talk about, oh, you shouldn't tell jokes, you know, like dick and fart jokes or jokes about shitting or whatever. That's hack. That's hack or whatever. But when it comes down to it, 
if you have the ability to write a funny joke, whether it's um, a, whatever the topic is, if you can make it funny, then it's a good joke, you right. know. And and I think that a lot of people they have whatever their standards are, but it doesn't mean anything if you can make it funny. And I think. Yeah. I, I believe that when you f- are first starting out, you have to be really careful because you may not have that joke writing ability yet to turn a super offensive subject, you know, like uh, racism or, or you know, I know there's you know, Louis C.K., I think he tells a joke where he says the N-word. He, would, he was doing stand-up comedy for a long time, and I'm sure he was very careful about how he worded that joke. Um, I know there's been... I mean that could have been yeah. in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, you yeah. know, like I think I think he was, and that's the other side of it too. Like we've we've discussed this before, but like how how successful do we have to be as comedians before we can't we have the yeah. green light to kind of like Get truly push the limit yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And so I I appreciate your advice and that go for it and then shape and craft it mm-hmm. to where it is funny and acceptable you know make it catholic yeah. make it universal um but I, yeah yeah I, d- I feel like you just a place like corky's is a safe place but yeah. because there is enough of an audience there most nights i would definitely not push <laughs> too far you know i and and it can also if you, you haven't push been too banned far, yet yeah you That's could, true. That's I, and I'm when I say these things, I'm I'm talking in generalities. Like I, I don't think any of the jokes that we talked about tonight come close to pushing too far. Yeah. I honestly believe that if any of the jokes that we've talked about, somebody is wanting to be offended if they're complaining about these jokes. Uh, but I also we have a a comic here in our I won't say his name uh, who he tried pushing the limits and he uh, had a very physical comedy joke where he did something with an audience member and um, he got banned for three weeks. Yeah. Three or four weeks. um, I think there are, you know, certain limits and I, I think it can, you might get banned from somewhere or especially in Austin um, with people you don't know, there's a certain comic on our scene uh, who I, I, I think he was on a poster for one of the shows here and another comic from Austin reached out to me and said, Hey, watch out for this person because they've, they tell really offensive jokes and they, you know, double down when somebody calls them out on it. And so I think it is important to push the limits and, and to explore subjects that may be touchy, you know, to, to certain people, but you have to be careful if for your career to not, uh, I don't, I'm trying to, I don't know what the word, to not cause yourself to lose opportunities to, you know, yeah, to, yeah. to, to offend, like really hurt people that you yeah. like, you know? And so, um, it is, there is a, a line. That, so I, had, yeah. I assume y'all kind of have the same influences. Like if y'all are, do, do you, are you familiar with Shane Gillis? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So like he lost, I think he was hired as a writer on SNL yes. or not, yeah, and not he, as an actor. Yeah, I think it was a writer. writer. He was hired as a writer, and they dug up some some old podcast stuff. And I thought, I mean, I don't don't know if it was like five minutes or like Asians are good at math. But like, was it much more worse than that? Like, did you did y'all look into it? I didn't. I haven't looked into what specifically they found, but just listening to his podcast all the time. They don't say anything like extremely bad, right? And they kind of and the, yeah, and the, like you were saying, like what what is that line? Uh-huh. Yeah, to like who who? How do we know we're not gonna piss yeah. off the Twitter Twitter sphere? And it you know it's a different level when you're talking about because I I I don't remember which comic it was, but he stand up comic, but he also does um like he he was a character a regular character on a Disney show or something, and he talked about how he had to. Like his social media, and he, this was something he was aware of early on and was like focused on, you know, not, 
no offensive opinions or, or even just like controversial opinions or statements on your social media. You're careful what podcast you're on because, you know, Disney doesn't even want, you know, like it's one thing, the things Gilbert Gottfried said when he got <laughs> fired from Affleck, but Disney is like a million times right. more strict than that. And so, um, you know, for, for somebody like that with Saturday Night Live where it's on every week, you know, it, if, you know, when you wake up on Monday and you're on the internet, you'll see like YouTube clips of the, the you know, or news stories about the monologue or, or this, you know, whatever. And so it is a different level of um, scrutiny when you're getting tasked. And it's all about uh, advertisers and sponsors and all this stuff. Whereas yeah. at an open mic, you got to worry about pissing off your friends or not getting booked on a show or yeah. something. So yeah. um, are you all influenced by anyone like do y'all have any like favorite edgy comics or jokes uh i've always liked louis ck okay yeah like i think he's one of the first ones i remember because i used to i'd say when i was about like 12 or 13 i'd never like watched stand-up comedy like videos but i would go on pandora okay and yeah. i don't know how i found like a comedy station like channel, just yeah. play little clips of different com like comedians jokes and stuff and I remember he was like one of the first ones I remember hearing, and I was like, "Oh, this is like pretty funny." Yeah. But yeah, I think that's the only one I could think of that's, I guess, considered like edgy. Okay. That but I, I think the difference between Louis C.K. and like these the guys that we're talking about, uh, Shane Gillis on on a podcast is they're kind of going off the cuff. They're you know it's just they're with a bunch of friends. I think Louis C.K. is very. Calculated. Calculated. He plans. He writes it out because you can't do a joke about, you know, certain subjects without. I don't, I don't I, To be that successful and not get canceled, it's yeah. not. It's because he's not. He's never punching down. He's never making fun of, you know, the, the victims. You know, it, it's a very calculated thing. It's. Yeah. Um, do you guys it's in fact I got the sticker on my tablet. Do you guys have you ever heard of Last Podcast on the Left? They're a, they do like a true crime, you know, cryptids, UFOs, just all kinds of nerd type stuff and they do it's a weekly podcast. They also they have a podcast network and they do a bunch of different shows and they used to do a show called Round Table of Gentlemen and it was pretty offensive. You know, for today's standards it would not be acceptable. Okay. And I think because they and we kind of talked about this when we talked about Doug Stanhope and I'll transition into that, but because they have their own podcast network where they're not getting hired by a, net, a NBC and uh, they don't have to worry about, you know, like they have enough people paying for their patrons and their okay. Patreon and all yeah. that. And Doug Stanhope, that's his entire career. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with Doug Stanhope. Uh, a little. Yeah. A little I mean, look up his stuff. He, RIP. He's like... <laughs> He's like a, a Louis C.K. on steroids, you know, like he's never punching down. He's never just mocking people or mocking, you know, a race or a, or a sex or whatever. He, but he's he's an intelligent person, but he holds back less than even Louis C.K. did. Yeah. But he doesn't he's he's never been on a TV show. He's never, you know, had a job with whatever. But and he tours. He he funds everything himself. He he does his own uh, specials in in. So that's something you have to think about, you know, at this early stage. If you're wanting to be, if you two want to be doing corporate acts and, and being on a TV show or writing for whatever, um, depending on what it is, you may not be able to do that if you've been offensive or, or pushed the limit. So, yeah, um, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that seems a way to go is to be, I guess, fund yourself, but it's hard to get that following, I right. think, for sure. Yeah, and yeah, and we were talking about that, like, at what part, like, whether it's podcast, comedian, whatever, like, when when can you push the limits yeah. with without any repercussions? But like at the same time, like, I don't, I don't want anything I say or do to make anybody uncomfortable yeah, or, yeah. or or be wanted of repercussions. It's kind of hard to tell because I feel like for me, I'm a mix of a bunch of different things. So I feel like I've always been able to joke with family members about yeah. certain things so i've always like made jokes about and it's always it's Asians always been self-deprecating like, yeah yeah and then especially being in the army that's like a big uh, like people joke about the worst things ever uh -huh. and 
so I'm comfortable joking about pretty raunchy stuff yeah. at work. So it's it's hard going to like say Corky's on a Wednesday and like scaling like back. What, yeah, like what? How far do I need to scale back, or like mm-hmm. how how much of this can I keep? Yeah, that people won't get mad and right. people will still laugh. And I think that is, and it's it's a shame that a lot of people have moved on, or the bars or or coffee shops. When you have a open mic like Cup of Joe's, which I only got to do a couple of times, when it's just the comics and it's a very relaxed, um, friendly, like try new things, I feel like you can get away with stuff that you wouldn't want to do at Corky's because you don't want to get banned. You don't want to piss the audience off. You don't want to cost Corky's money. You don't want, you know, if you're doing a showcase, you don't want the the producer of the show to a not want to invite you but to also get kicked out of because when um ariel started doing those shows at trinos and she um said it's pg-13 i was very careful to ask because i don't want to cause problems for the venue because you know if if somebody hears you say the owner that's cutting that check like yeah yeah. like his wife and his kids are there and so um there is something to be said about these open mics where there's not a lot of people. Now, I definitely feel like that's something you you have to be careful with. If you go to Austin and it's only Austin comics because they don't you don't know them the same way. You're not as comfortable as you are with the people in Corky's. So I'm not saying go up on the stage and make a raunchy like just offensive joke about sexual assault or or use a racial slur or something. But I would definitely say if you have an open mic like Cup of Joe's or or which doesn't even exist anymore, but something like that where it's a more um, intimate, uh, all your friends type atmosphere. Um, that I think is the time to at least test the waters with something where you're kind of like, I'm worried about this being a little yeah. too far. And, and we talked about it in y'all's interview, like trying to find your voice, like trying it out at work, trying it out at a party or something. Yeah. And it's nice that y'all have each other. Like, I think y'all are a good sounding board for each other. Like, one, is this funny? Two, am I taking this too far? Mm. And so definitely lean on each other as much as you guys can as far as that writing process goes. Yeah. um, Back when I first started doing stand-up, and I believe we talked about this, I would actually, I had a a little cheap handheld recorder or I would plug a, a microphone in my laptop and I would do my set and then I would send it to a few different people that I trusted and say, Hey, can you listen to this? And, um, these days I don't usually do that, but I'll, I may write out my set and send it to like Chris Dixon or Danny French or somebody and say, Hey, so that may be a good way to say, you know, if you are if you're telling jokes about, um, because I've been a little uncomfortable sometimes when somebody is talking about trans people you know trans people where britney's in the room or or they'll talk about gay or bisexual people you know i I don't remember who it was but uh there was a comic in the room that prior to this person this other comic going up on stage talked about being gay yeah and then this other comic came up there and it kind of like i don't know how it made the comic feel but to me it was like i don't know that seems a little on the edge of maybe you know and and so I know it, it's kind of stereotypical. I think it's if, interesting, yeah. like, as far as Corky goes, like, if anybody references, like, has a trans joke or, um, and they're usually not transphobic, they're more on the observatory yeah. side of things or, or hypothetical. Yeah. But everybody, like, even Philly is like, like, they'll give a head, like, to a head Brittany, nod yeah. to Brittany, like, <laughs> just like, yeah. As, like, if you're smiling, like, I you know I like that that's our rite of passage or like that's our permission uh, to go yeah. there kind of yeah. thing and so that's what I do with the African line joke I'm like yeah. <laughs> yeah. you, you guys fellas, fellas? <laughs> one brothers you think of Temple as like this conservative like close yeah, to a mil- yeah. not only conservative just because it's in Central Texas but it's right next to a military town and we had at least one night where we had two trans women performing at the same night we've had. You know, uh, uh, Janie's non-binary. You know, yeah. we have a. You know, yeah. we have. It's wonderfully yeah. diverse. Yeah, we have it's female more, comics, male like, comics. Like it's growing up in the area. I didn't think something like that would be where it is. Yeah. Like, because I grew up in the Temple Belton area, 
So, like, I was kind of shocked when we first went there to see, like, the diversity. I thought it was going to be, like, a bunch of, like, the kids I grew up around. Just a bunch of, like, redneck kids yeah. in there. But it was... It was a lot different than I thought. The funny part is most of us are not... I mean, a lot of us, especially the military people, came from another town or something. But we're not... It's not this diverse crowd that are coming up from Austin or from Dallas. It's all the people from... And I think it's because when you're when you are different whether it's you're autistic you're you're non-binary you're you know you're you're just Chum. extreme ocd adhd depressed person like me yeah. or whatever you feel like safe and it's it is a community and so yeah, you know they great. may they those people may go do something else and not be as accepted and be like well fuck this i'm not going to come back next week yeah. whereas we're like okay well you know this person does stand up and they're a little more conservative. This person is a little more liberal. This person's religious. This person, you know, is, you know, non-binary. This person, you know, just loves having sex with women and, you know, like whatever, you know, like, um, I think that is, and it's kind of a stereotype that performing arts and, you know, especially comedy, it's a little more liberal as far, you know, at least as far as personal. Typically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and so, um, it and I, it's part of the reason I love it so much because it's not um, all one way or the other, um, and it and what it and it's not the kind of more liberal personal freedom liberal type that gets offended at every little thing. It we we can make jokes. You know, like you said in the army, you can you can make jokes about stuff that I like, and we talked about it before maybe before you got here where I had to remind myself when I started my first civilian job that I can't say the same kind of jokes I could when I was in the army because it's, it's a whole different world. And I think maybe that has something to do with it, but I just think it's the type of person that wants to do stand up is not going to be as sensitive to those type of things because they're always trying to find the funny thing and you deal with, you know, you know, the, horrors of life and reality through comedy so maybe you're a little less judgmental about oh they said something that offended me or whatever so it's it's pretty pretty awesome yeah yeah that was a cool thing about starting when we first went that like after that after it ended we got to talk to the comics and it's like we clicked immediately and we weren't judgment there's no judgment spread around at all like we're just able to be free talk to them yeah, and that's that. Did y'all get that same feeling in Austin? I know the answer, but I want to ask it out loud. No, not exactly. yeah. I didn't so care. <laughs> the first place we went to in Austin, um, there was only like there's two, two or three. There's like, like those two yeah. teachers that were there, and then I think there's like two more people that were the audience, and it was in like a room like as big as your kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> that was super. So tiny. it was just us standing. I don't even know why they had a microphone. Like I'm standing in front of them, but like I could. Just I've talk just, to them yeah, like, talk yeah. To and then there's like a room full of all of these comics just writing yeah. and stuff. So, and then people afterwards, like there was one really funny girl, mm-hmm. and but no one talked to anyone. They just they would do their jokes and just they leave. Left. And like it was a, it was a lot different because at Corky's we all go to Green Door afterwards yeah, and out. everyone talks. Uh-huh. And yeah, that's a cool part too. And it part of it is, I think there are clicks in Austin. I think people and some people will go they'll jump to the open mics together so they they're not on, not on, in a lot of them they live together because you can't afford to live in austin unless you have like seven roommates or whatever mm. um from my experience from the time when there was not a, a lot that i knew of going on up in you know copper's cove clean temple i was going down there a lot you just had to find the the people that were your type of people you know just the and and it may take you a few times going down there and, and just, uh, just talking to people before you find it. But, um, and we've talked about it every episode that the central Texas, you know, Colleen temple Waco area scene is just, um, it's so tight. And then there's like offshoots that are a little bit separate, but the similar, yeah, and it, it is, um, yeah, we, we are very non-judgmental when you first start, and then we start judging you after we we yeah yeah yeah. 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 If you but get, book, get booked yeah. more than me, yeah, yeah. Kind of. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So I, I don't know for 
for me, I think um, I personally, because of who I am and just the way I look, I don't think I can be edgy the same way that maybe other comics can be, you know, whether it's, you know, I'm a middle-aged, just basic looking white dude. Um, and because you're not supposed to punch down with comedy, you know, that the white privilege thing, you know, like it's not a good look if I'm, you know, making fun of certain groups or whatever. And so I, I feel like, and also I'm very, um, self-deprecating and I always think people hate me anyways so I don't want to offend people (laughs) so I I personally I don't have a lot of comedy where I try to push the edge Um, I have like I said I've done some political jokes and I I do feel that especially in this area that is something that depending on the crowd can turn people off like but then on the other hand if it's not your whole set like I, I did a set about my mom dying from cancer and I was like I couldn't be funny about it because it can't there's nothing funny about cancer except for the time it happened to Rush Limbaugh and even though the guy the the old white guy that and it was weird he had a Bob Dylan shirt which didn't make sense but he got offended I was able to bring him back cuz it it wasn't like the whole set I was I was doing like a right, right, right. you know like a a Lewis Black or a Bill Maher like just you know political thing um and then i have a, a couple of race adjacent jokes like i have one joke where i'm and i don't do it much because it's just kind of dirty and and not it doesn't really fit in well with anything where i'm like um the only um what is the joke um i can't even now i can't i'm on the spot i can't remember <laughs> what it is uh, oh the only the only interracial thing Wait, the, the the interracial thing that I have the biggest problem, and then I do that really slow, or it's something to that, and it's basically, I, I say uh, that I have the biggest problem masturbating to is interracial adopters. It's this weird thing, <laughs> interracial, you know, because the interracial thing I have the hardest time with the most is interracial, or I don't know, it, it's something like that, yeah. but it's so ridiculous, and... Yeah. So it, it, I don't think anybody would get offended by that. They may not laugh because it's it's more gross than okay, gotcha. you know than offensive. Um, and then I tag it with like I don't even know why that category is on Pornhub, yeah. which gets some laughs too usually. But I don't really do a lot of racial stuff because of like I said who I look like you know like. Um, but I I think it's it's something that can be explored, you know. J- but there's a tough balance because it's that stereotype of the, you know, white people do this or black people do that, you know, like that. It's easy to, to go into the stereotypical tropes, but then it's easy to also to go to offensive. And it's like, I don't know a lot of comics, white comics or non, you know, like I think there are black comics in our scene that do that, you know, that talk about white people or, you know, not, like spend a whole five minutes talking about white people, but they bring that up. But I think yeah. from my perspective, I can't, you know, and um, the sexuality thing, I I feel like I do have some opinions on that that are not necessarily offensive. Like, um, like the non-binary thing for me is the hardest to understand. Like it, not because I'm against it, but because I don't have a frame of reference for what yeah. that feels like. Like I know what, heterosexuality is like I who's the Flash's yeah. name the actor uh, the Flash the Ezra Miller yeah, yeah isn't the, he non-binary yeah he he is, they but he's not a good they're, they're not a good example because they're, they're a very uh, problematic person yeah oh, okay um, but you know and maybe eventually I can do a, a, a bit about that but I you know it, it, it's one of those things where I, I in that case from my perspective going from a personal thing, I don't think I would be offending anybody, but I also don't think that a lot of people understand what, the, what it is. And yeah. so I, sure. you know, it, it's, it's a tough. And, and you know. the kind of like feeding off of that, like don't let our, my, like a, a collective ignorance. Cause we don't know yeah. enough about non, non-binary and that. So that's not critical of you, but like a collective ignorance, like 
don't think that's immediately funny. Like I'm, I'm going to go up here and talk about this because I don't understand uh, it, yeah. kind of thing. And so I think that's when it can't. We can kind of fall off the line of like, oh, this I am borderlining offensive, and that's only yeah. because I don't understand it. Uh-huh. But I like y'all's tags with the the stereotypes and stuff, and yeah, I think it's always been. Uh, easy for me to <laughs> to be racist. It's <laughs> just so easy to be. Yeah. I, I, with it. I don't know. I've always just found uh, cultural and like racial differences like really funny. Uh, mm. But I don't think I've ever actually like gone as far to offend someone with yeah, something I've said. Yeah, good. Not, not think, purposely. For sure. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> on purpose right of course that it's is natural. a good a good way to have jokes about race is the differences you know and um janey yeah. does some jokes about being raised mexican he's half or they are half mexican half white and the differences you know like what it's like being raised by a mexican mother or whatever and so i i think that is one of those where it, there is you're discussing the differences in race, but it, you're also, you're talking about your personal, yeah. you know, and there's a, in fact, we talked about seeing if we could get him on the show, polar bear. Um, he does a whole series of like short internet shorts where he just, he's like, cause he's half white, half Mexican. And he's like, if I'm at my white aunt's house and then if I'm at my Mexican aunt's house. Uh, and so, um, are you familiar with, yeah. with him? Uh, I, don't I don't think so. Okay. He's, I don't know where he originally is from, but I know I, one of my Austin friends it does a lot of stuff with him. Um, okay, cool. Um, and I think San Antonio maybe. And then, you know, so he is a Texas comic who's, yeah. who's he's touring. Yeah. He's touring. He's, he's had a lot of success with stand up, and he's uh, pretty big in, on the uh, TikToks and the Instagrams and all that. So whatever you young kids are doing these days, yeah. besides fentanyl. all right so i think we're kind of running out of steam i did want to mention um that justin you are hispanic oh yeah fernando or you're hispanic as well yeah i'm a a little bit asian a little bit asian i'm not sure which one though oh uh, i'm polynesian Mm. somewhere in our our 23 and me popped up angelo is ethnically ambiguous i don't know if you want to uh yeah and that's one thing that i feel like has helped me because yeah. i i feel like i've been able to say things and people are like can he say that <laughs> right. i don't i don't know i don't want to offend him now <laughs> so but i am uh my both my parents are half white but then my dad is half asian and my mom is half mexican so i'm like half white quarter asian quarter mexican okay yeah. i know it's it doesn't make that big of a difference but i do feel like it it's not just like four white guys talking about <laughs> you gotta be sensitive you know like yeah. you know we were white splaining yeah, yeah. Like, but we, it's a whitewash comedy that was just <laughs> the hook into this topic was us giving Angelo a hard time about his joke which we made it seem like it was a lot worse than it actually was no it, it wasn't but um and don't hang go, don't get hung up on the boo I really no, think I don't yeah. think so it was I talked about last week uh, Bernard came up to me. He's like, "Don't worry. Like, I don't think your joke's racist. I think it was funny." And I was just like, "Well, either way, like, if it was, I was gonna keep saying it, so yeah. <laughs> I'm not too. I'm not actually too hung up on it." Okay, okay. Yeah. I don't know if Bernard's a good example, dude. Like two weeks ago, I think he came up to me and he said, "He's like, I don't give a fuck about my ancestors. Ancestors were in slavery. I'm funny now." <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't know. Well, he, if he he's, says, a good, he's a good representative. Yeah. Yeah. He's not African the best American black person community. to ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can say the N word. And then Billy's yeah. yeah. like, he, he, was the yeah, he was the one that told Gary he could say it. And then yeah. everybody right. else was telling like, Gary to say do it. it. <laughs> Maybe he's no, the guy in private doing blackface, dude. I think I'm just going to run everything by Deshaun. See what he says. Sure, man. No, he, he just shakes his head no when whenever <laughs> yeah. you say something semi-offensive, he just shakes his head no and then kind of laughs a little awkwardly afterwards. But yeah, that's true. Yeah. So yeah, I'd, he um, was shaking his head yes no yeah. when we were interviewing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, you have to say it in the mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any uh, final? Anybody have any final thoughts before we uh, end? end I the mean, episode? it w- it was. It was referenced a couple of times, but I think the idea of punch up, not down, yeah. um, it can get repetitive and it can can 
seem kind of cliche at times, but I mean, just yeah, keep that in mind. We Do are not racist. Jimmy's, Timmy's, and Gary's. I'm not and Tina's. Racist. Okay, that's good to know. Angel? We are all in blackface right now, <laughs> by the way. Uh, that is. <laughs> That is not correct. <laughs> we're going to take, yeah. yeah, take a picture. We're going to take a picture and post Our real-time fact-checkers, I would like to say. Uh, anyway, at the our lawyer. official. Uh, Jamie, can you look that up? Am I yeah. in blackface right now? Yeah. In the picture we take, we just have black makeup, right? <laughs> we clearly took, took it off. <laughs> yeah, I just... Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to... So I've been doing stand-up for a while. I've done stand-up in a lot of different places, and I have seen comics... I won't say any names, but there has been uh, one or two comics recently that I've seen even at Corky's. But a lot of times it's it's other places who they feel not Angelo, not Fernando, <laughs> not Justin, who who feel that um, being edgy and pushing the limits. They feel that is enough to be funny. Uh-huh. And I think that is a mistake that a lot of people make, like just going up and, and telling a semi-racist joke or, or going up and, and making a joke about a sexual assault or about yeah. trans people or, or gay people or whatever that that is that edginess is funny and I to me that's a very because ch- I remember being a kid and thinking oh like telling a joke out of a you know dirty joke book about right. you know whatever Mexicans or whatever like oh that's funny because you, you're being edgy because you don't have that that intelligence that joke writing ability and and that is not going to get you far at all. It may get you a few laughs or whatever to be edgy. I don't know. I don't know, man. Like as far as like, it's very interesting. Like the, um, the climate yeah. our society is in, because like, I feel like there are a lot of like first amendment people saying like, well, I, I can say this. This is my yeah. God given right. <laughs> but there's, <laughs> a between, yeah, there's a difference between being able to say something <laughs> And right. being able to say something and, and not have consequences. No, and my and favorite so, yeah. quote in reference to that is, yes, you do have freedom of speech, but you do not have freedom of um, consequences yeah. from your speech. Yeah. And uh, so, th- you know, there is things to keep in mind. But I don't know, like, um, I'm, you know, I can't speak a lot to it, but I feel like Kill Tony kind of like has its own like climate of like it's based in like roasting yeah. and you know, it borderlines, you know, inappropriate. And, and then to they, a lot of people it goes over. Yeah. yeah. And to a lot of people yeah. it goes over, but I mean, that's a hugely popular show and podcast yeah. that the market's there. So yeah. it's, it's, it's interesting for us to sit and say like, that's not going to work out, but like, I don't know. Well, it could like, yeah, this is just that's true. when you I'm, know? when I'm saying these things, I'm talking as a, from my personal advice to the budding comics, yeah, the yeah, Timmy's, yeah, sure. the Gary's, the Jamiroquai's, that um, if you <laughs> if you live All next to Austin, yeah. That well, my opinion is <laughs> write some personal, you know, work from your personal experiences yeah. first. Write some less. Stay further from the edge until you are, are like yeah. You at have an ethnic yeah. name, but that's uh, personal. Yeah. That yeah, could yeah. have been Calendario. Yeah, Calendario. Uh-huh. Yeah. Shit, I butchered that. So. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. steal that joke anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, and, and I guess the biggest thing is don't mistake edginess. Don't mis- mistake pushing at the limit for being as automatic or funny. be you know yeah. the response you may get from that as okay, I'm a good comic now, and we need to talk yeah. about that more. You just got to be clever. Just be, yeah, just be just be clever because yeah. you're right. Like we see, yeah. we we've sit down and listened to people and be like, I'm going to be as raunchy as I can possibly be. And then it'll be to a room of dead silence. Uh-huh. And then they're like, well, what's up your ass? Like, well, you didn't. Yeah. That's there wasn't how. Uh, that's weird. And I'm not calling him Jew boy because that's <laughs> what, it, but he went by Jew boy. Yeah. yeah. But that's how Jew boy's jokes were. It was a lot of, uh, they're just Jewish very jokes. like raunchy. Like yeah. it was, uh, yeah. Like where's just the, stuff where's about, the funny? Where's the thought? Yeah. It was just uh, like Jews burning. And I was right. just like, okay. Like, I'm sure, like right. half of them were from Google, from Google anyway. Yeah, that's what it's <laughs> yeah. They they weren't very like clever at all. It was yeah. just very raunchy. Yeah. So well, like, then yeah. sometimes you get some negative. Oh, what is the word I'm looking for? Like you get a a situation where you do tell just these raunchy, dirty jokes that 
are not clever, but because of the audience is drunk or they're just like you, you get laughs and you're like, Oh, I got laughs doing that. So I'm going to do that. You know? And, and, um, Oh, negatively reinforced negative reinforcement. Yeah. 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 You, you, you tell the jokes that are offensive and 90% of the time people are like, Oh, and, but then you tell it that one time and people are laughing and, uh, you know, so it is, a. I don't know. I, Decide what you want to do. If you want to have a, a career doing corporate comedy, you want to have a career being on TV, you might want to cut back and be right. a little more G-rated. If, if you don't care, if it's just your hobby, if, if you want to be more like a Doug Stanhope, rest in peace, or a Louis C.K., then, you know, maybe, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's uh, you got to make the decision. It's, you, you have to find your own voice. Yeah. But I, in my opinion, you need to be careful and you need to, no, that that is good advice. Build the skills first, then push the limits. Yeah. You know. So, on the other side of that, I'm just frustrated that there is such a market out there for the. Yeah. Well, it's. I I don't mainly, know. mainly yeah. because I don't have the balls, I guess, to do it. You know, like I don't know. Maybe that just goes against my personality. Like I'm not gonna. Well, just start. You guys are all <laughs> new, and you're not as semi-new. new as these guys, but you're yeah. semi-new. But the Austin scene. Prior to COVID and and Joe Rogan moving down, there were some comics like that. And like I said, some of those comics, they found their rooms or they ran their own rooms and it was okay. But for the most part, they were kind of like ostracized. Mm. But that is a big source of frustration for a lot of the comics that were doing stand-up in Austin for a long time prior to COVID and Joe Rogan moving down and Kill Tony and all those guys where you have that scene and it's getting a lot of attention and pushing out like that scene and there is some conflict and it's it's like the lamest gang war <laughs> ever yeah. like just a bunch of like weird awkward nerdy comics just <laughs> you know like talking about how their art is pure and then these are like well fuck you you nerd or whatever so <laughs> all right well um i think we are pushing the limit on time okay. so does anybody have uh any final words other than what we kind of have already discussed if you're gonna do it do yeah. it well that's all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, clever. be like, it needs to be actually like a funny joke. It can't yeah. just be pushing the limit just to push the limit. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. Well, uh, this was a great rectangle table discussion. Um, thank you guys. Uh, the chums, the chums official on Instagram, the Woo. chums of CTX comedy. Thank you guys for coming all the way up here and recording the podcast with, uh, Fernando. And Angelo. And uh, this is Adam and uh, my good buddy, Justin. All right, guys. uh, Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you next week. Love you guys. Bye. Love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to They Said I'm Funny. Uh, you can email us at they said I'm funny at gmail.com. You can find our social media on Twitter. You can find us at they said I'm funny. And on Facebook, search for our page, they said I'm funny. You can also give us a call on our Google Voice number. Uh, that number is 254 294 6032. That is 254 294 6032. And thanks again for listening.